Hi, I'm Jordan. And I'm Chris. We love film reboots. Uh, maybe some of them. I find your lack of faith disturbing. We love reboots so much, we've decided to make a podcast about them. You can do it! Every week, we'll dive into a different film and its reboot. It's alive, it's alive, it's alive! We'll talk about the pros and the cons. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. And at the end, we'll decide if the reboot holds up. You have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. This is the Reboot Rewind. And welcome to the Reboot Rewind, the podcast all about movie reboots. I'm Chris. And I'm Jordan. Jordan, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. This episode is going to give me a lot of deja vu because we did another episode called the Power Rangers, and this episode is going to feel very, very similar. That's all I'm going to say as of right now. But I'm really excited. How about you, Chris? How you doing? I'm excited too, man. And you know, this is a, is a special episode because we have a guest, and guests always make episodes a lot more fun. So I want to introduce my friend Jonathan Rodriguez. How you doing, buddy? Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me on. How how's your week going? Uh, are you excited for for the show? We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be on, and uh, so I'm happy to you know talk movies. And this is uh this is one of my all time favorite movies. I had this movie at VHS as a kid, and I wore that VHS out. So all right, well, let's get into. It. We are talking the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles today. We are talking about the 1990 version and then the remake from 2014. So as usual, I will go into some movie facts, and then we'll throw it over to Jordan for the story. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out in 1990. It was directed by Steve Barron, produced by Kim Dawson, Simon Field, and David Chan. The screenplay was written by Todd W. Langan and Bobby Herbeck, and it was distributed by New Line Cinema. It stars Judith Hogue as April O'Neil, Elias Kosius as Casey Jones, Brian Tochi as Leonardo, Josh Pius as Raphael, Corey Feldman as Donatello, Robbie Rist as Michelangelo, and Kevin Clash as Master Splinter. Now, Jordan, over to you for the story. Television reporter April O'Neil is attacked by a group of criminals and is rescued by an unseen group of ninjutsu vigilantes known as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. These anthropomorphic mutated turtles consist of the trusted leader, Leonardo, the brains, Donatello, the hothead, Raphael, and the wacky, optimistic one of the group, Michelangelo. April continues to investigate the crime wave of the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan consists of poorly home-trained teenagers who get involved with terrorism, counterfeiting of money, and gang violence led by their leader, the Shredder. All right, so this is a 90s nostalgia classic. Typically, either myself or Jordan would go first, but because we have a guest, it is courteous to have Jonathan go first. So here's the first question for you. What did you think about Ninja Turtles, my friend? Uh, every time I watch this movie, it just brings me, you know, smiles to my face and just puts me in a really good mood. I love this movie personally. I'm a huge Ninja Turtles fan. I believe, if I remember correctly, this was my first introduction to Ninja Turtles. I just love um, everything about this movie. I think it's funny. I think the action is dope. The, the feel they got of New York, like it feels like really gritty and just like, you know, dirty like whatever you know what would you think of of new york back then i always felt like um this movie is very character driven like you really feel like the love between like splinter and the turtles and that just kind of drives the whole movie you root for them to see each other again with this big threat of you know shredder and the foot clan and whatnot you got april and casey so i just think overall it's just a really just a, a fun fun movie i haven't watched this movie in about I don't know, 20 years. When I saw Ninja Turtles back in the early 90s, I loved it. thought it was fantastic. Listen, Ninja Turtles, I always loved Ninja Turtles, especially my first introduction to the Ninja Turtles was the, uh, the 80s cartoon, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was like my first introduction. My older brother, Chris, that was more of like his generation. He loved Ninja Turtles. As much as I loved Ninja Turtles, I was more of a Power Rangers kid growing up, but I, I, I will always watch the reruns of the, uh, the cartoon from the uh, early 90s. As for the movie, rewatching it as an adult, <sighs> oh man, Jonathan, Chris, you guys, I might break your heart, man. It's not very good. <laughs> it's horrible. It's kind of corny, man. Let's. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Listen, it's as a 
guilty pleasure. It's it's like amazing. It, it's it's it has a lot of replay value because it's it's fun. It's you know the the characters are very charismatic. I, I love Raphael. I love the dynamic between all the turtles. I think Master Splinter is great in his movie. I think Shredder looks ridiculous, but he's fun. But if I'm going to critique this movie as a film, it's not very good, in my opinion. I can still watch it and enjoy it, just like the 1995 version of movie of Power Rangers. I love that movie. I think it's great, but it's not good, really. Like, if I'm just going to judge it and be honest, I, I like it as, as a cult classic, but I, I as a movie, it's... I don't know if I would like watch this movie and praise it and and put it on a on a on a level like like a Lion King or a an Incredibles or or the Sandlot like those movies for me are like classic movies but this is still fun I mean I, I can still watch and have a good time I think the the story is you know it's it's, it's very simple I, you know it's 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 easy to follow but I don't know man it's it's a little. It's a little dated. The last time I watched this movie was probably when it came out, right? I I, w- I was never a Ninja, a Ninja Turtles person or a kid growing up. I knew about, about them. I, I may have had an action figure and I may have watched a couple of episodes, but it was never really my thing. I was also a Power Rangers kid growing up. That was more what I focused on. Uh, so this is, for me, it felt like the first time I was watching this movie, which is how I like it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it didn't take itself seriously whatsoever. It was goofy. It was classic 90s, 80s nostalgia. You have the music is also like really popping goofy and it's weird and it's it's just fun. And I, I will say I, I am still impressed by how good those suits look. And I say that because this will come into play later on in the episode. But I think considering the time, that this movie was released, I the, the suits look really good. The fact that they were able to have, to have them talk pretty much on cue with what the actor or the, the voice actor was was saying was impressive. I, I had some mixed feelings on Shredder uh, as, as a villain, but overall, I enjoyed it. You know, April in this movie is, is great. She's likable. I think she's kind of relatable, even though she's a TV reporter. That same actress, I believe, plays the mother in Halloween Town. Blast from the past there, too. That's a great series we got to talk about one day. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, I thought it was a, a fun movie. I enjoyed the Turtles. Splinter was awesome. You could see that dynamic, you know, that family dynamic of father and sons. And overall, it was just it was a good experience. I'm glad you guys love it. I mean, and you know, it's funny because um, my twin brother, he he was, we were talking like maybe about like a month ago about Ninja Turtles. And he told me, he said, yo, bro, man, I rewatched Ninja Turtles, man. And it's great. I'm like, I'm like, wow, really? I haven't watched it in years. I'm like, it's all right. But it's, it's not that good. All right. So April O'Neil is, is fun in this movie. I, I really like her d- dynamic between all the turtles. I think she looked great. I think, you know, I, th- I thought the actress was wonderful. You said she was in Halloween Town. Yeah, she played she played the mother in the first actually I think all of them or maybe the first two or three. Oh uh, yeah, she's a yeah, she's the mom in Halloween Town and uh, I I didn't notice that until like years later after seeing how that's another movie I've seen for like a lot of times and it's like, "Oh, that's April O'Neil." So that's pretty cool. I don't think I've seen Halloween Town. And I was like, "Oh, she was in that." It, it's weird because I don't think there great were movie, any... okay? Let's let's not let's not be judgy here. It is a I'm sorry. Halloween <laughs> Town is a great movie. I never I never seen it. So I'm not too familiar with that. I I never saw the movie with Bette Midler either. What was it called? Oh, Hocus Pocus or something Hocus like that. Hocus What? Never saw it. Never saw it. Wow. <laughs> never saw it. What is wrong with this man? Uh, I know. Oh, I know. Man. They're they're making they're making a part 2, which I'm really excited about. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Now I noticed in the cast, you said Corey Feldman. I didn't know he he, he provided the voice of Donatello. I had yeah. no idea. Yep. A lot of these names, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I saw Kevin Clash. That was kind of cool. Yeah. But Corey Feldman definitely stood out to me. And uh, Skeet Ulrich, he was a member of the Foot Clan. And you know, if you guys are not too familiar with the name Skeet Ulrich, Skeet Ulrich was the uh, main protagonist in Scream. Well, not main protagonist. He was the antagonist. He was the villain. Oh, spoiler alert for Scream, if anyone didn't see that movie. He played Billy Loomis in Scream. But I don't remember him being in in this movie. I, I did not even recognize him. But I'm going through the cast, and I did not realize that Skeet Ulrich was in this movie. Yeah, the, the, the voice acting is phenomenal. Because obviously, like, the people in those suits aren't the actors that are voicing them. But it, I I, thought, I was pretty impressed. And it's you really can't tell 
it's Corey Feldman specifically. It's like, wow, okay, that's Corey Feldman. Wow. And also, I don't know, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, apparently, uh, the Jim Henson company was involved in the puppeteering. I, I think he did dinosaurs as well, right? Did he really? The animated movie. Dinosaur? No, no, no. no, no, no. Um, the oh, oh, there's the show. Okay. The show. Yeah, I, I believe he did that. Yeah. Oh, son of a bee. You are absolutely right. Jim Henson Television was responsible for dinosaurs. I think that movie was on this. I think that television show was actually on Disney Plus if you guys ever want to rewatch it. Jonathan and I had this conversation. I, I, and I feel like, I think what I told you when we talked about dinosaurs was I remember watching it as a kid and being obsessed and loving that show. And then rewatching it as an adult, I'm like, oh, this, this is not good. It is not good. <laughs> So that's how I feel about this movie, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's how I feel about Listen, I know I am in the vast minority. I'm I am not in the uh majority when it comes to my my feelings on Ninja Turtles the movie. It's not dog crap. It's not awful. It's not it's not as bad as I'm criticizing this movie. Just like I said, it just felt very very dated and very corny at times, but there is some charm. The turtles are fun. I love Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo. It's, it's weird because these characters are named after Renaissance painters. I I don't know if they were high. I don't know whoever came up with that idea, but I would love to know because this is based on a comic book. I don't know if you guys know that. Like the comic book was apparently was supposed to be very very dark. I got nothing. I I was very much like a the, the the most lax Ninja Turtles fan out there. Just like I knew of them. And again, maybe I had an action figure somewhere in my room, but it was never something I was like, oh my god, Ninja Turtles. It was just never it was really never like my thing. It had a lot of Batman eighties comic book feel like that dark. They're really beating like people up and stuff like that. And it was black and white and the first incarnation, they actually had all of them wear red. That was the original. And then later on, they had to they had to decide like, oh, we got to really separate it so people know who these characters are. And obviously, selling toys because that's what it's all about. You're absolutely right. And you know, uh, you know, you know, he's absolutely correct. Um, I never actually read the comics, but I read, you know, I read about the Ninja Turtles comic lore, and that was a smart business move because if you think about it, how would you distinguish who the turtles are? You you would just distinguish them by their weapons. And I felt like if this movie or even the cartoon from the 80s, if 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 this property didn't work, could you imagine everyone would have been like, oh, well, the reason why it didn't work because they didn't go dark. And I felt like this movie was pretty dark. You can see there were a lot of influences from the comic book because this movie does feel very lived in. It does give you that Tim Burton 1980s, early 90s vibe. I, I try to separate my nostalgia and try to critique it as a movie and understand this is a kid's film, but you can still enjoy for what it is. But I don't know. At times, I felt like the turtles were kind of corny. And I know that's it's supposed to be corny. I know this is 90s nostalgia, but I can still like a movie like Hook. I can watch Hook and know it's a bit corny, but I still I can still enjoy it as a film and not keep my bias but that's just me that, that that's just my personal opinion i think batman's a good example of that too the first batman oh from uh the tim burton tim movie? burton yeah yeah it, it's 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 great i love it but it's at times it's, it's a little cheesy but but the movie is very very dark i feel like there was more fighting scenes but it was like cheesy where like the turtles are using like props and michelangelo using a yo-yo and donatello's like doing this so yeah it was definitely a, a, a lot lighthearted and definitely they they did a, like a lot more jokes and they made even they, they even made Shredder like more of like a punk in it. So they definitely toned down on the sequel. Let's talk about some notes. So first off, let's talk about the trench coat for a second. So Raphael, the the Ninja Turtle who who wears red, decides to go out and be the every man on the street. He goes out and wears a trench coat and a hat with the with the purpose of hiding his his true identity. Now we did an episode in the Fantastic Four a few weeks ago. Something that we brought up was the thing also puts on a tre trench coat to go outside so people don't see him. And I have the same reaction to this that I had to that original episode. The, 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 the trench coat does nothing. It does nothing at all. You can still see the fact that he's a turtle. You can see his head. You can see his legs. He's walking around with his turtle bare feet. Like, I, I don't understand what the point of the trench coat was. He could have just gone out there as the turtle and in, 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 in reality would have been the exact same thing. If you were walking down the street in Manhattan and you saw a, a, a Ninja Turtle walking at you, but like a legit one, not you know, like an actual Ninja Turtle, not someone in a costume. 
I think I'd be freaked out a little bit. Not knowing about the turtle, you know, cinematic universe, I would be totally confused. I would be creeped out, regardless of whether he was wearing a trench coat or not. That for me was like, all right, what are you doing here? It's it's silly. What's really cool is that if you guys remember that scene where um um he's uh, chasing Casey Jones after Casey Jones kind of like knocked him out, and he goes over to taxi and he's like. Like, what was that? And he's like, oh, it looks like a giant turtle in a trench coat. You going to LaGuardia, right? The guy in the back seat, that was the director of the film, I believe. Really? That's a nice little fun fact. I did not know that. Oh, what was the name of the, of, of the director? Steve Barron. What else did he do, by the way? Oh, he's known for doing music videos. We did Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. That actually oh, makes sense because this movie does seem like a very long music video because, <laughs> because there's so much music in it and it's all like kind of relative in terms of just being this 80s style like rap stuff that you that you hear and it's 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 fun music but it feels as if you're in a music video because a lot of the scenes happen at night you're in the street then there's the the teenagers hang in, in their hangout where, where shredder hangs out like it feels like a michael jackson very industrial sort of music video that happens to last an hour and 45 minutes is it me or was it a missed opportunity not to have the theme song from the cartoon it doesn't have to be the exact same incarnation but it would have been nice to hear a little bit of you know a few sound cues from the animated series yeah that would have been awesome that would have been great to to see they did that in Power Rangers. Like I thought the uh, the updated version of Goku Power Rangers in the final third act when the Rangers are going to go against Ivan Ooze. That sounded awesome. I felt like they should have added that. I mean, it, it wouldn't make the script any better. But for nostalgia, I mean, that would have been pretty cool. I would have loved to hear that. Regardless of the cheesiness and what it is, the fact the production value of this film, I think, is great. They really got bang for their buck. Like we said, like the suits look awesome. The presentation looked awesome. I believe at the time when this came out, um, and the record's been broken like a million times, but at the time, it was the highest grossing independent film of all time at the time. Um, and yeah, it, it just shows like people were just really excited to see this movie, and it was a good time for those kind of movies like Batman and Ninja Turtles. Dude, the 90s were really good for New Line Cinema. They had The Mask, Ninja Turtles. They, have, they had all these great, I think they had the like, Liar Liar. It's all these like fun, different kind of movies, and like, it was New Line all the time. No, but I, I think um, I think you're right that this movie definitely has its fans. It has a a, a loyal fan base. And I, listen, even though I'm not the biggest fan of this movie, I love that you love this movie, Jonathan. Like I think I it makes me happy that you get joy. Like I like it, like like I don't care for like I don't know uh, the Matrix. I know that's sacrilegious. I know it's sacrilegious. It's not for me. But I think it's great that there's so many people who love the matrix it's I, I i couldn't get into it I, I i tried so many times but i think it's amazing that people love it and i think it's a cel- it's a celebrated film i mean it's, it's like i said it's it's not it's not citizen kane it's not the godfather but i think it's great that a lot of people love this movie it embraces the goofiness the turtles are fun they look great shredder looks interesting let's talk, let's he- talk about shredder for a second because <laughs> okay so I'm not gonna lie. When 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 I like the first off, I like the fact that they wait a little bit of time before we even see Shutter. I love when movies do that when they don't introduce the villain in the first scene, build it up a little bit. I like that a lot. I liked his entrance when he had when he had the guy kind of remove the where he kind of like had him adjust his cape. That, that whole was scene of, is awesome. Like the shadow, yeah. like him coming yeah. down, like the long shadow. So good. He's like talking to all the kids and everyone in that in like or that arena looking space in the warehouse or whatnot. The minute he takes off his cape, he loses so much credibility. I don't know what it is. Like he goes from being this imposing figure with a cape, and he you can tell he's like the master of this like dungeon. And then he takes the cape off, and it's like, all right, you're just some guy with a mask on. He just I don't know what it was for me, but he for me, he lost a lot of credibility when he took off that cape. Yeah, I guess you're right. The the one of the main distractions for Shredder, I mean, this is a to me, this might be a nitpick, but once he says, "I am your father," I was like, "All right, man, you trying to do a Star Wars ripoff?" Because at first, I thought that was James Earl Jones who did that one cl- one audio clip. I was like, 
wait a minute. Is that did James Earl Jones decide to sound like like was James Earl Jones doing a Darth Vader impression as Shredder? Like this that to me that was like I was a little bit jarring. I was like, okay, this is a little weird. I don't know if this was a missed opportunity, but maybe they could have gotten Uncle Phil to provide the voice as Shredder. Uncle Phil, James Avery, he provided the voice as Shredder in the cartoon series in the in the early in the mid 1980s. I don't know if you did you know that, Chris? That or I have no clue. I have yeah. no clue. That's, that's cool yeah. though. Uncle Phil provided the voice of it's a it's weird to think, but Uncle Phil provided the voice of Shredder from the 1987 TV series. I feel like people that go back and listen to it that didn't know that they'll listen to Shredder and they'll be like, "Oh, that is." That is James Avery. Like, I'm, de- I'm definitely gonna do that because I, I don't think I re- I don't remember I don't remember the cartoon at all. Uh, so I'm definitely gonna look back just like so adding some clips because I want to hear this voice because I Dude, I had no idea. Once you hear it, you can you can never unhear it. You're like, oh my god, that's Uncle Phil. He just sounds more menacing, and it, and it it, wor- it it it's it's weird to think Uncle Phil, but it it works really well. What do you guys think of Casey Jones? I thought he was kind of a schmuck. Yeah, I'm not a fan for many for many, many reasons. I, I don't think he was needed, honestly. There's four turtles. If it was like one turtle in the movie, all right, fine. The, the guy needs the turtle needs help, but there are four of them. Like I, I don't see the point for Casey's character. I also don't like that he ends up with April. I feel that was rushed. Like there was very little build up to that. It felt more like he was just chasing her, and she finally said, "All right, fine, whatever." I agree. I agree with you a thousand percent. I felt like casey jones wasn't needed i first of all i think casey jones is a lame character period i i didn't like him in the cartoons i know he's supposed to look like a jason Voorhees ripoff with a freaking uh hockey mask and a, and a hockey stick i thought I, I thought i think casey jones is a lame character in my opinion i know a lot of people love casey jones and they will defend casey jones but i think he's so corny in my opinion i feel like if you're gonna have him in the film have him do a little more like have him be more like of a like a like badass. I um, mean, I feel like we didn't get that much. And also, it's kind of crazy, but he freaking commits murder at the end. <laughs> so here, here's my question to you guys. Do you think that his character would have been more impactful had he started with the Foot Clan? Like, think, think of the scenario. Think of him being a special warrior or whatever some i don't know whatever for 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 the foot clan which by the way is a terrible name for a gang imagine a scenario where he starts off as a bad guy and then slowly starts to like change his ways and then like that moment where he rescues splinter is where he turns officially kind of you know quote unquote the good side do you think his this character would have been more impactful had they gotten that route or do you think he just wasn't needed i mean for if if you're talking about that route, I think yeah, that that's definitely a a typical you know redemption story. You know, you turn turn the leaf, as you would say. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think it gives it gives it definitely gives him a little a little more depth, and it it makes I, I feel like it makes him helping save Splinter even more meaningful than just like him. So happens to be like friends with the turtles, and he ends up following that kid Danny there for no reason. The usage of Casey Jones just didn't add anything to the movie other than just giving April O'Neil a love interest. I felt like the character doesn't grow. He's very stale. He stays one note. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's really not needed. I, I like that idea, Chris, that, that, that the idea of a more of a redemption story. Cause if you, if you take Casey Jones, you know, out this movie, it's the same film. Like he's not needed. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's hard to disagree there. You know, as much as I love this movie, looking, looking on it now, it's like, yeah, he's really, he doesn't move the story along. He's just there to look cool and like, sell toys, I guess. Now we've arrived to the final battle. What did you guys think of that, that, that final, like, back and forth between the masters in this case? So before Splinter shows up, I, me, I love that scene. Obviously, the the turtles are trying to defeat Shredder. They're going one-on-one with them when you're like, hey, why don't you guys all try to team up with them at the same time? That didn't make no sense. But I wish I wish we got a little more of that because, like, I don't know if you guys remember, there's there's the sequence where, like, they're fighting and they fail. They take a timeout, and then that's when Leonardo is like, oh, this guy knows what Splinter is, and they're all, like, charging at him, and then it's like, they cut around, and it's like, you see the the like the intensity in the fight, like you see it because now the turtles know that this guy they just met knows where their master is, where where their father is. 
and you just see like the intensity in the fight where I feel like I wish I it was great, but I wish I got more of that. There, there's a shot, I don't know if you guys remember it, before the fight is over and it's literally Leonardo's the last one left and you just see Leonardo just trying to like, you, you and this is what's cool about the, the, the puppets and the, the animatronics they use. Like you just see the intensity in like Leo's face. Like he's just trying to like get Shredder. Like he's trying to like cut him and stuff like that. And it just didn't, as, as great as it was, I would just wish it lasted longer. Well, here's here's a final question for this segment. Did you guys have favorite scenes? Probably my favorite scene is probably the campfire scene where they communicate with Splinter. And that's where they learn the final lesson of what it is to be a true ninja. It's a very, I remember watching that scene as a kid and me being a little emotional because at the end of that scene, like Splinter pretty much kind of says goodbye and you kind of get the, the notion that the, the the turtles kind of accepted that you know they're not going to see him again or he's died that scene always kind of had like an impact on me that might have been my favorite scene too i thought that was a great scene i thought that was wonderful it did remind me a little bit of star wars a little bit of uh thundercats when lionel would speak with jaga like it just it just reminds me of of of, of those uh properties what about for you chris what was your favorite scene it was quick but it was it was i thought it was funny so there is a scene where they the uh, turtles order pizza and the Domino's guy shows up and puts a pizza down the, the the grate into the sewer, and then they they give him like ten bucks. I'm like ten dollars for a pizza. I wish that was still the case today. <laughs> and even with the even like with tax or whatnot, it would have been like a, what eleven dollars even before tip. But I, I thought that was like a really funny scene. You know, the pizza guy from Domino's shows up. The uh, turtles are obviously in the sewer, so he has to put the pizza into the grate so they can grab it. And when the turtles take the pizza and go, he goes, I got to find a new route. It's just a really funny, like, innocent scene. Don't you ever wonder where, where like, the turtles get money? Because they always have money for pizza. It's like, what do you guys do to get money? <laughs> yeah, you guys, yeah, where, exactly. Where does your money come from? That's a great, that's another great plot hole that is, that's, that's never solved. That's, that, I feel like that's, a, that's another, like, that's another story and another dark story that's never told. It's like, how do they get their money? <laughs> like, I feel like I don't want to know. Like, I, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> let's just, let's just keep it a secret because I feel like the answer would probably be really scary i think this is a, a, a good first half we just talked about the original ninja turtles i had a lot of fun i hope you guys did too so we are going to take a take a, a quick break here for some sponsors and when we come back we're going to talk about the film that is the 2014 remake of ninja turtles but until then keep it locked here on the reboot rewind And welcome back to the Reboot Rewind. We just spent the first half of the show talking about the original Ninja Turtles from 1990. And now we're going to move on to the 2014 remake. I will go into some movie facts and we'll throw it over to Jordan for the story. Ninja Turtles came out in 2014. It was directed by Jonathan Liebesman, produced by Michael Bay, Andrew Form, Brad Fuller, Galen Walker, Scott Mednick, and Ian Bryce. That is a lot of producers. Screenplay was written by Josh Applebaum, Andre Nemec, and Evan Doherty, and it was distributed by Paramount Pictures. It stars Megan Fox as April O'Neil, Johnny Knoxville voices Leonardo, Jeremy Howard voices Donatello, Alan Richton voices Raphael, Noel Fisher voices Michelangelo, Tony Shalhoub is the voice of Master Splinter, and Will Arnett plays Vern Fenwick. Now Jordan, over to you for the story. After witnessing an unseen vigilante attacking the Foot Clan robbery in Brooklyn, news reporter April O'Neil discovers a mysterious symbol left behind. She tells her supervisor Bernadette Thompson about the vigilante, but her and her co-workers find the story to be utterly ridiculous because she doesn't have enough evidence to cover a story. Meanwhile, CEO businessman Eric Sachs is covering charity for Sachs Industries. April expresses appreciation for Eric and his late lab partner, April's father. The Foot Clan leader, the Shredder, sends his men to take hostages at a subway before mysterious creatures arrive at the scene and save the civilians. April meets the anthropomorphic mutant turtles on a rooftop causing her to pass out. After April regains consciousness, she hears the names Leonardo and Raphael. April recognizes the names and eventually remembers that the four turtles along with their rat were her father's experimentations. Alright boys, so we have arrived at the 2014 remake of the Ninja Turtles. 
Jonathan, I will throw it over to you. What are your initial thoughts on this film? So the intro is really cool. It, it gives like the backstory in a very comic book way. And that's it. <laughs> I felt like um, the movie started out like in a cool way. And it was just like, just very downhill from there. I am not a fan of this movie. Not a fan of the story. I'm not a fan how the turtles look overall. There were some things they could have gotten away with. I, I'm personally not a fan of how big they are. Just forget the way they look. The look is fine, even though it's whatever. But just how big they are, I don't like that they made them kind of hulky. I don't like how like everything is well known in this film. Where like I feel like there was a big mystery in the first film. Where like there's these things going on in New York. Not everyone knows what's going on. The Foot Clan is kind of lurking in the shadows. But in this one, first of all, they're not even like ninjas. Like they're pretty much like mercenaries. They're pretty much a terrorist group. But yeah, just just overall, I think this film was just a, a big miss for me. They completely changed the origin of the story. And it pretty much took away the lore, again, being a Ninja Turtles fan. This has got to be the best incarnation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I thought the pacing of this movie was fantastic. I thought the cat... I'm joking. This movie sucks, man. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> what was this nonsense? This was... I, I, bro, I was, I was sitting here like... When does he when oh, when does he man. say it's a joke? At what point does he say it's a joke? Oh my god, this was so bad, dude. You, you had me for like a second. Oh. I was like, wait a minute, Daisy. He got us again. Oh, no, nah, dude. Like maybe I was a little bit too harsh on the first movie. I was maybe I was a little bit too harsh. This is not good at all. Now, hear me out. There are a few things that I did like. All right, let me let me just think, let me just I'm gonna tell you the things that I liked about this movie. The the look of the turtles. I didn't hate it. I, I kind of like that they were oversized. I thought that looked was pretty was 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 pretty different from what we're used to watching Ninja Turtles because we're used to them like you know about five foot eight or five foot five or whatever. Here they're enormous, and I thought the look looked pretty cool at first. I felt like it it, it, it reminded me of like uh uh it reminded me of like 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 fan art. It looked like 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 somebody who was like a fan of Ninja Turtles like came up with this weird idea. So you know what? I just want to make my own incarnation and paint it. It looked in the surf in that surface. It's done very well. I feel like once they were in motion, it 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 looked so jarring and off putting. Like it, it it there was something about the way their mouths looked. It just took me out the movie every time they kept talking. I I didn't like. The, the the uh the close-ups of, of their teeth something it just looked very strange it didn't bother me as much as like i know everyone hated the look of that the sonic the hedgehog i i didn't get what the big deal was i i thought that one shot of sonic yelling with his teeth looked weird but everything else looked okay i, I didn't buy i don't know i didn't think there was an there need to be an outcry or a redo sonic i who cares i didn't bother me at all the look of the turtles looked weird it just looked very very odd i can't i can't explain it they look they look too human that that's makes sense like the face but overall i, I that's the only thing i i kind of liked was the the size and like like i thought like donatello with the glasses and like Raphael with like the sun the sunglasses on his on his head i thought the the the, the overall look look kind of cool i thought april o'neill sucked i i don't like megan fox i think she's a terrible actress i thought the look of shredder looked ridiculous he looked like a, a megatron from transformers speaking of transformers michael bay's attached to this movie uh chris what about for you uh what were your thoughts on this monstrosity of a movie oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> jesus wept so this movie was trash absolute basuda poo poo in the diaper throw it you know turd on the bed this movie was terrible <laughs> absolutely terrible from from the from the from the acting to the cgi to the, the turtles having all these crazy powers to shrek looking like a megatron like it was it was it was not necessary absolutely not necessary I have a like every note. I have more notes for this film than I did for the original, and they're all bad. There's nothing in here that's redeeming about this movie. From it's like as it progresses, it gets worse. 
And I was looking at the runtime. I'm like, all right, it's only an hour and 30 minutes, but it's an hour and 30 minutes of this crap. I have to watch. I, 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 I hated this. You know, Shredder was forgettable. You know, I, who cares? The turtles, the way they physically looked, I didn't really care. I, th- I, thought, I thought it was fine. I had really had no issue with like their physical bodies. Yeah, I think their smiles were kind of weird. But I, I, but I did, I had an issue with how they, how big they made them. Because there's, there's a reason why the turtles in the original are, are good. They're, they're meant to be, you know, no, like not normal, but like normal sized creatures with, without these crazy, like cosmic powers. They, they, they just know how to use martial arts. That, that's their gift. That's it. Right. And that's what makes it cool. They're using a, a, a skill that they learned to to better themselves as opposed to being given these gifts uh, with super strength and whatever else they had in the film it just made no sense of when it wasn't necessary whatsoever april her character is horrible it doesn't even feel like she's in the movie it feels like she's just being put into scenes like there's that scene at the end where she's smiling at the turtles as they're leaving, but it looks really awkward because she's like looking. It's it's like they reuse the same shot twice. Splinter was a dick. I'm sorry, he was kind of a dick in in this film compared to the Splinter in the original, who's supposed to be a father figure and this moral support figure. And they made this this version of Splinter into just like this not nice being. And like I just I I had no love at all for Splinter. The turtles were annoying, like really annoying at certain points. Very little redeeming qualities. And the minute this film starts, it starts off with Nickelodeon films. I'm like, oh God, no. You know what's coming. It's not going to be a good movie. I couldn't agree with you more, dude. And you're, you're preaching to the choir. I, I, I thought the turtles were very annoying. Every ounce of dialogue sucked. I thought Michelangelo was annoying as hell. And I know he's supposed to be the fun, happy-go-lucky, cowabunga dude type of character. But you know what scene cringe? Oh, my God. You know what scene was so cringy? Dude, when they were in the elevator and then they started beatboxing? Oh, God. What was that? He's like, bulge, bulge. I was like, oh, Lord. Oh, God, please. D- don't tell me that the Ninja Turtles are beatboxing in an elevator. And then Leonardo starts tapping his 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 swords back and forth. And it was so, oh, my God. This is one of the most despicable movies I've ever seen. And and and, and apparently it, it, it got a sequel. And I, oh, my God. I, I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was watching. But you know what really took me out? And I was like, I, I can't believe I got to finish this movie. April O'Neil kept the turtles as pets originally and, and Splinter. I was like, wait, wait, wait. When did this happen? I thought that was so stupid that she has a, a, a history with the Ninja Turtles. Oh, the turtles were my pets and so was Splinter. And then my father wanted to... Uh, use the turtles as lab rats in, in, in a laboratory for experimentation of of the next mutation. I thought it was eye rolling. I, I and and I and then I was trying to give it benefit of the doubt because like you know what maybe this is the actual lore of the original comic book. So maybe I would have been like okay fine. I guess they're just trying to please people who read the comic book. Maybe it was like two percent of the audience, but. I was like, oh my god, was th- this was all made up for this movie, right? Yeah, this is all made up. So I'll, I'll give you a quick backstory. So pretty much in the original film that we just talked about, like in the, t- in the TV show, they even changed it for the movie because in the TV show and in the comic books, it, it is Amato Yoshi, the person that comes to New York and is exposed to rats, finds the turtles. He himself becomes a rat. In the original movie, they, they changed it where like, they changed it where uh, Amato Yoshi had a pet rat that he was training. And then when they moved to New York, Shredder Orokusaki finds them, kills them. And then they have the whole backstory with Shredder slicing his ear and whatnot. The backstory is just stupid. And it, it, and like they completely just like butchered the original material completely. And even Splinter. So think about this for a second. There's a point in the story where, where Splinter is telling, I guess his perspective of, of the origin story he gets the part of the story where he so he goes you know i learned enough of 
kung fu and then taught it to the turtles. I'm like, wait a minute. So you're telling me that he learned it from a book? He, exactly. That's the other thing. He learned from a book. That's the other thing. Yeah, like he learned it from a book and he learned it quick enough to start teaching it to the turtles when they're still kids. I'm like, there's no way you learn that much that much fighting skills. First of all, from a book. And you then taught it to the turtles. At least in the original version, it's explained better. You have Splinter who has been mimicking his master for probably years to learn these moves. And then finally, he's able to pass it on because he has mastered it. He's been doing it for years. In the remake, this man's been doing it for like two months and goes, you know what? I'm, ma- I'm the master now. <laughs> he's going to go out and teach these turtles. I wonder I wonder if it's something that's not explained, but maybe the, the mutagen gave him that ability to learn something faster. I don't know. I'm Hot not trying probably. to I'm not trying to trust me. I'm not trying to save this movie, but yeah, that's no, probably no, 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 no. Of course not. You could be right, but they should they should say that, right? So like all these things of you know maybe it could have been this. You're probably you're probably right. Who knows? But the movie needs to explain that, and that's a problem. The movie does not explain a, a lot about what's going on, and it's frustrating as a viewer. Like if you look at that book, it's literally just pictures of like an arrows like over here and over here. It's like it's like yeah, you're literally picked up the whole knowledge of ninjutsu over like a twenty page book. Yeah, I just love I just love how he just happened to find a book that says ninjutsu. Oh, let me just read this and teach it to my ninja turtles. Listen, I listen, let's 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 not act like the ninja turtles concept isn't goofy as it is. It's already goofy. It's already a ridiculous concept. A rat teaches uh, turtles ninjutsu. It's it's a goofy concept and he names it after renaissance painters it's a weird weird concept but at least in the original film you're absolutely right chris at least in the original film they made it seem believable this this film is the epitome or the definition of the word free ball in it because that's all they did someone wrote a script and they were like you know what this is good enough let's just go with it let's spend all this money to make this movie Uh, yeah i'm sure that script didn't have many drafts no Absolutely not. I'm so I don't know how this movie got greenlit. And I get it. It's it, it's Michael Bay. Michael Bay has made some. He made some successful films. Not many great ones. He's made. Uh, tra- I like the first Transformers. After that, it just went downhill. But these movies made billions of dollars. So, yeah, I think they were just banking on let's let's make let's make this reboot this. Michael Bay's not directing it, but we're gonna ta- his name's gonna be there when we promote it, and we just hope that his fans come and we make money so it was definitely a a a cash grab for sure yeah so like i even have a note here saying wait a damn minute the rat learned ninjutsu like all of it quick enough to teach the turtles (laughs) (laughs) yeah my note is splinter learns ninjutsu from a book question mark (laughs) book i just like it just it makes no sense oh and then let's talk let's talk about shredder let's talk about Optimus Prime, whatever they, they want to call him now. <laughs> Megatron. Megatron. Mega Shredder. Me- Mega Shredder. It's just, it's so bad. Like, what made Shredder somewhat cool in the original was just that he was a martial artist, given, like, he, he made a big mistake by coming out of the Splinter. My man fell off a roof and got crushed by a, a, a dumpster truck. But you had some respect for him because he, you know, he was a, a legitimate martial artist who may have been on the dark side. I'm gonna call it that, but he was a normal f- person who happened to know how to fight. In this version, he's just this like super being who just gets really big as metal. I'm like that's that's not what makes Shredder cool. It's that's at all. They completely missed the point. And that whole fight, I feel like I was just watching a video game. First of all, I feel like they underuse Shredder overall. And I'm sorry, the other actor who was it? Uh, it was April O'Neil's boss or something like that i can't remember his name the guy who plays um the guy who plays eric starts he's in uh he's also in uh the dark knight rises oh okay well you know it's weird i feel like that guy gets way too much screen time like way too much screen time like this guy sucks and he and he's a really good actor but here i'm sorry he was terrible here i I knew from the minute so the first scene he's in he's in it's basically they're watching a tv and he's in the background of the person who's talking he's just standing there and the minute i saw him like he's a villain guaranteed i know it i don't know it just didn't fit i agree i think he he got way too much screen time if we're keeping it real he he's the main villain because you know it's kind of his plan at the end of the movie 
he's the one that's trying to he's the one that's trying to get rich out of all this. And also, there's no mystery, there's no allure to Shredder in this because they they reveal him way too quick. First of all, when they reveal him, he's not even in the suit. You see his face, you see his scars. Like we, you already see him like in the first ten minutes, and it's like okay, there's, there's not, there's no, there's no, there's no build up to this. Yeah, so earlier in, in the show, we were saying how, you know, you don't see Shredder until maybe 30 minutes in. If you maybe see a shadow or something, but you don't see the his full character until like we're pretty deep into the film. In this version, you do see Shredder within the, the first 10 minutes. He's like on his knees on, I don't know if he's in a temple or whatever. He's on, he's on his knees and he turns his face and you see the, there's a scar on his face. And it's like, you see it for a good like 10 seconds. I do love how they how they tease him in the in the original because like if you remember though there's those shots where like he's always looking at the news because they're um they're looking at april o'neill because april o'neill's talking about the foot clan they're supposed to be like a well-kept secret or whatever like that and all the shots of like shredder are like close up you see you see the silhouette of like his helmet the 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 spikes on his shoulder and you just see like the tv and you just see him like turning you might see his eyes and that that's like they have like two or three shots like that before they were to have the big reveal. And that's cool. You're like, oh, who's this guy? Like, you know who it is, but it's like, I want to see him already. Yeah, he's just he, he doesn't have he doesn't have like a shirt on. My man has no shirt on. You see his head, he's bald or whatever, but you see him pretty clearly. So in the in in both versions of this movie, the gang is called the, the Foot Clan. Now, in the in the original movie, they do a really good job at make it's a joke. And it's very clear that they are making fun of the fact that this organization as serious as they claim to be, it's a joke, right? They're the, they're called the Foot Clan. They're they're gonna they're gonna lose eventually in this movie. In the remake, they try to make them too serious of an organization, where you it just it 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 doesn't work. What makes Ninja Turtles work is that it's silly, it's goofy, it's fun. There there is a joke in every potential place you can put a joke. In this version, they they just make it so serious, and it's just like it's boring. It's it's not engaging. You don't really care about the Foot Clan here because you're you're laughing because the name is the Foot Clan, but you're seeing this super serious organization on screen. It just it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit at all. And my my main issue, like I said in my opening, they're not they're not ninjas. They're they're pretty much mercenaries, and they're a terrorist group. And it's just like the situations they put them like they're 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 trying to blow up like a train station and take hostages, and it's just yeah it's just it's very very serious. It's too it, it's like points of this film like it tried to be like Batman and it's like oh yeah the turtles are are Batman and they gotta they gotta save and stuff like that. But yeah, I agree with you. the The Foot Clan is way too serious in this. I do agree with you guys about the Foot Clan, especially in the original movie. The original movie you don't take it too serious, and I like that the the Foot Clan is essentially they're a joke. It's 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 silly. It's silly, but you know at least they have fun with it. And this new one, they take it way too serious. And I I don't. And I also you're right. I don't like the the fact that the turtles are technically invincible. I I, I know in the third act of the movie when the turtles were kept hostage because they wanted to take their mutantin or mutagen whatever they wanted to take out of them. But other than that, I thought I thought it was. Then it gave them adrenaline, and then now they're like high off of the adrenaline. I thought that was so stupid. The movie gets real dark when when the turtles get captured. Let's get real for a second. The movie gets real dark, and I'm just like, we just went. This is a kids' film. It was produced by Nickelodeon Studios, and there's a lot of that stuff in that movie. I would not show to 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 a child. Uh, the fact that they even allowed guns in that film, I was surprised because it's a Nickelodeon film. Now, I am not against a violent film. I love violent films. Like, give me all the violence and the gore. But it's not what I expect to watch when I see Nickelodeon films come across in the first two seconds of the movie. And, yeah, to your point, I think the turtles are too perfect, right? There's not much they have to overcome. Their only conflict in this film is when three out of the four get captured and then, you know, they get rescued. That's the only conflict that they actually face in the movie. Other than that, there is no... There's no hero's journey at all. All right, so uh, did you guys have a favorite scene in this movie? Um, I'll go first. Uh, pretty much my favorite scene is the sequence going down the mountain, where, uh, the avalanche. That's the only time in the film where I just felt like it was. Just, it was just a. It was just a cool sequence. Like the the truck is going down. They're 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 being chased by the the Foot Clan. They're trying to get April. They're trying to they're trying to stop themselves before they go off this cliff. And there's an avalanche behind them. They had scenes in there where like Michelangelo, 
which I thought it was cool that they keep they actually keep the their skateboards on their back the whole time. I think that's cool. It's just a fun sequence where like, all right, this is kind of cool. Is Michael Bay ish, and yeah, that's pretty. That's the only sequence where like I was kind of into it. Like, oh, this is pretty cool. The scene that made that I actually thought was really funny and really good was when the Ninja Turtles were uh they thought they were falling to their death. This is the third act of the movie when they they thought it was all over. And then Mikey goes, or Michelangelo goes, I was so confused what happened to Lost. I didn't understand the ending of the Lost or something like that. I didn't watch Lost, but I heard everyone was like, what the hell? How, how did that How did that show end? Like, I was confused. I thought that was the scene that made me laugh out loud. And I did not like, like Michelangelo at all. I thought he was a horrible character. Chris, what about for you? What was your favorite scene? Well, I didn't have one, so we should just move on to the uh, the the next part. <laughs> no, I'm I'm being that serious. I didn't have one. Here is my final question. It's usually my favorite. Do you think the reboot holds up? And oh no, <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't hold up. I I know we discussed you know the love for the first one, even though looking back it may be dated, cheesy, whatever you want to say. There's still things about that film that. People can look back on. Obviously, I rewatched it. I didn't see this movie in theaters. I didn't care to see it in theaters. But like when it was available, like to stream, like I was very anxious to see. Like, oh, I really hope like this is cool because I love it. And yeah, it was just a big, big disappointment. This movie could have been so much better in the hands of another director. Yeah, this movie is terrible. I do, this movie does not hold up. I have no interest in watching this movie ever again. But I am curious to find out where they go with Ninja Turtles in the future because. Apparently, they are going to make another remake, and I hope they can somehow balance the spirit of the Ninja Turtles very similar to the original film or very similar to the comic book or similar to the 1980s cartoon. Do, do I think the reboot holds up? No, absolutely not. And I'm not going to go into reasoning. I think I've ranted enough on this on this episode, and it, my, my reasons are very clear. I, I never want to watch this movie again, ever again. Let me ask you guys a question. Are either of you or both of you swift like the coursing river? Why? Because next episode, we're talking about Mulan. Oh, oh, wow. Mulan. Wow. I didn't realize we were talking about that movie next. Yeah, I, I've been switching stuff around. So we're talking Mulan in the next episode. And this is another episode. We're talking about the ad, the animated adaptation, which is the original and the reboot, which came out a lot more recently and it's live action. So I'm excited. You know, Mulan, the original, is actually one of my favorite movies. I will spill the beans on that now. So I'm excited for next week. And we get to go back into the realm of Disney. But we just had a really good conversation talking about these fun movies. The second one, not so much. But we want to thank Jonathan for joining us here on the Reboot Rewind. Buddy, we hope you had fun. Yeah, I had a I had a blast. Thank you for having me on. And, you know, like I said, I'm a fan of the podcast. Uh I listen sometimes when I'm at the gym and I feel like I have conversations in my head, like talking to you guys. So I'm, I'm happy I got to be here and have a conversation. And yeah, congrats on the success so far. 50 plus episodes. That, that's a big deal. So thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure having you on. And hopefully, you know, you will join us again in the near, in the near future. That, this was a lot of fun. Uh, we, we had a lot to dissect for both of these movies. But until the next episode, have a great week. And we will see you next time here on the Reboot Rewind. Take care, you guys. See you later. You've been listening to the Reboot Rewind podcast. To get in touch or suggest a reboot, send us an email at info at rebootrewindpodcast.com. That's info at rebootrewindpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.